I want to do a, a single message this morning called Ridiculous Rest. How many of you, anybody take um, Sunday naps? They're the best. Anybody take, how many of you want to take Sunday naps, but you don't get to? So Sunday naps, if you get one in, those are the kind of naps that you wake up and you sit up and you're like, what day is this? <laughs> Am I supposed to be getting ready for work? I mean, it's that kind of sleep, right? And I call it ridiculous rest. I mean, you are so asleep because the, the thing is, it's sunny outside. It's, the kids are playing in the yard. I mean, it's not like it's the ideal sleeping weather. It's just one of those things where you are just so tired that you wake up with that, that re, kind of refreshing that's like, Am I supposed to be at work right now? <laughs> One of those. So ridiculous rest. Um, I want to do a couple of things that Jesus uh, talked about when he talked about how we come to him and weave that into ridiculous rest. Before I go any further, I do want to, to reach out and uh, give our thoughts and prayers to Debbie Stanley. Her mom passed away this past week and tomorrow is her, is her service. So our hearts and prayers are with you. Nanny, I call you Nanny, and I know that the Lord has been faithful over you. Let's go to Matthew. If you need a fill-in, can you raise your hand? Can we get fill-ins? Hey, Rob time, do you mind getting fill-ins to people? Does anybody need fill-ins? Raise your hand and we'll get those to you quickly. Yeah, you can give him a tip too. He likes pennies, so just give him a lot of pennies. So let's read in Matthew. It says, and then, can I move this at all, monkey? Can I move this? All right, I'm going to do it. Sorry, Henry. Sorry. I'm messing up the frame. Forgive me, Robert. So in Matthew, it says, um, at this time, the disciples came and asked Jesus, who is considered to be the greatest <laughs> in heaven's kingdom realm? Think of this question. Jesus like, <laughs> who is the greatest in the realm of the kingdom, Jesus? The last word you said. <laughs> anyway, so let's keep. So Jesus uh, called a little one to his side and said to them, and I'm in the passion, by the way, but I printed it out for you. Learn this well. Unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide-eyed wonder. Anybody have little kids in your house or at one time and you were doing something and what happens with kids? They're watching every step. And what else do they do? Why? 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 Mom would yell at us. <laughs> she would say in Spanish, don't bother me. <laughs> Wide-eyed wonder, didn't she, Richard? Wide-eyed wonder of a child. You will never, listen to what he's saying here. You will never be able to enter in. He's not talking about that you're going to be closed out. He said there's a realm there. There's, some, there's a place where God operates that unless we get to that mentality and that change of thinking as a child, you won't enter in. Whoever, Jesus continued on, says, whoever continually humbles himself to become like these gentle children is then the greatest one in heaven's kingdom realm. These guys are, and I'm maybe putting thoughts in their head, these disciples are like, tell us the, tell us the hierarchy. Tell us the flow chart, Jesus. Tell us how this pecking order works. What's the totem pole of the kingdom? And Jesus says, um, bring a little kid over here. <laughs> and they're like, what are you doing? 
He said, you're going to miss the whole point if you don't see the way that my father operates. He goes on to say, then Jesus exclaimed, Father, I, I missed my feelings. My bad. Forgive me. Forgive me. I hit something and went too far. Let me go back. Sorry. This iPad sometimes gets me in, in trouble. And uh, he goes, and if you tenderly care for, this is a good thought right here, can tenderly care for this little one on my behalf. Who wants to take care of little ones on Jesus' behalf? You have tenderly cared for me. Your first fill in. Jesus is establishing a kingdom principle. He's not just giving a cute story or telling him, you know what, guys, you'll make your life a whole lot easier if you come as a child. He's establishing a kingdom principle. Jesus is establishing an eternal principle. They all knew that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God would be without end. That's how Jesus was described in the Old Testament. Of his kingdom, there will be no end. And so Jesus said, Jesus said, you come as this little child in the mentality of a little kid, and he is establishing eternal principle. It's this same principle that Jesus lives by. And why? Because he is a forever son. Now, I know a lot of times we like to separate ourselves out from Jesus and anybody pretending to be Jesus, get them help. <laughs> but there is a principle there where Jesus is saying that the same way that I interact with my father, I'm going to teach you how to interact with him the same way. Here's what's happening, that all that the father is doing, he's doing for his kids. He's doing for his children. And if you think about that, uh, if you think, well, um, everything that God is doing, how many of you all have children in your home? How many of you have children in your home and you go to a job? Now, if you go to a job, when they first onboard you, they say, how many dependents do you have? Because there's an understanding that your job is taking care of other people in your household. There's an understanding that I'm just not going here to get a paycheck so I can go buy a 2022 Corvette, even though that's a nice thought. But I don't think anybody in here owes a Corvette. If you do, I want to drive it. <laughs> but the idea is that everything that my father is doing is relatable to becoming or coming as or changing your thinking or have the mentality of a little kid. And all that God is doing is for his children. The enemy wants us to view God this life and our problems issue with the viewpoint of an orphan. And from the beginning of time, the very first thing that the enemy went to mankind with, did God really say? Did, was he really sincere when he told you that he would take care of you? You know, is he really, is God really gonna act like a father to you guys? Is he really? And immediately he tested their relationship to him. And we all are put in that place where we can get to the place and the mentality and the thought life of that I'm just an orphan trying to be a kid, trying to be a son, trying to be a daughter. That an orphan, an orphan spirit 
perpetuates this earth all the while God longs for sons and daughters. And I know that we think that, oh God, you're looking for people to work your kingdom. You're looking for people that'll preach the gospel. You're looking for people that'll work the church. And yes, he's looking for that. But I'm telling you, that is not the, that is not the front of his thinking. The front of his thinking is that he's looking for sons and daughters. You know, Miss Linda mentioned that, that we may be living in the end times. It sure seems like everything's coming to culminating to a final. And God, I'm, I'm going to tell you what's on the heart of God. I'm going to tell you it's not the beast. It's not the Antichrist. It's not whatever these, of all things that were going on, even those things are going to be true or whatever. I'm telling you what's on the heart of God, and it is the salvation of his family. I'm telling you what's on his, I, I, I've told this il illustration before, we used to go to this summer camp that's led by this wonderful couple that has done it for probably nearly 30 years, and they had a vision, and they had a vision over their camp, and now they have a church there in Katy, Texas, and their vision was they saw this garage door coming down, symbolizing the end of time. The end of the age, maybe, I don't know, but I know this part was, was right on biblical, biblical pace. And, and uh, Rachel Birchfield said, I saw myself and Pastor Tommy and we just kept on pulling people inside before that door went down. As fast as we could, we were pulling people in. I know that's scriptural. That what is God doing? He is reaching now, this is the thing. If we look at people's hearts, we look at the way they behave, it does not seem, the Lord told me a couple of, anybody get concerned about people? Anybody get like, have, have people lost their mind? <laughs> have people just gone, found the deep end and dove in? <laughs> Head first, no water in the pool. <laughs> and I just, I was thinking about that the other day and the Lord I don't remember what I was doing, but just the presence of God came to where I was and, and, and just the heart of God said, I know how to deal with all that. Don't you worry a minute about it. Which makes sense. When we talk when sin abounds, doesn't grace even much more abound? Let's keep going. That we become too important in our own eyes, in our own lives, in our own walk. And if you ever think that you haven't become too important, let them get your order wrong at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> or maybe not you, but have you seen other people that have gotten their order wrong? And they are having an all-out meltdown brawl, cussing everybody, and because you put ketchup on there instead of mustard, we become too important in our own eyes. I like that thought of Chick-fil-A, you know. I love Chick-fil-A, the ones in Burleson, they are top-notch, you're gonna be in there through that line in under six minutes. And I had, had this, saw this meme, if they got my order wrong, they heard from the Lord and knew what they were doing and got it wrong on purpose. <laughs> I tell you what, I ordered some chicken nuggets the other day. I was wanting some chicken nuggets that I could dip there into Chick-fil-A sauce. If you don't like Chick-fil-A sauce, we'll have repentance at the end of the service. But I dipping in Chick-fil-A sauce, I was so ready for those little nuggets. To, and I open it up and it's grilled. Well, thank you, Lord. You, they heard from you. <laughs> that we have become too, uh, did it go to the next one? We have become too self-serving in our own eyes. Whew. Melinda, I think every message I have to slam social media. 
if you don't think we've become too self-serving. <laughs> TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Anybody else you see what everybody else's vacation's like and you're like, I hate y'all. <laughs> we got sunburn. Because <laughs> it's all about us. And, and, here, and, and God is working on something. He's working something in our, that we have complicated. We have complicated the walk of the kingdom. We've made it way more uh, hard, difficult than it really is. That we have seen ourselves, we have seen ourselves as orphans looking for a family. That if, if, if there's anything that the enemy would do in our generation is that he would cause the righteous to behave like orphans and he would, he would say to the lost that God doesn't want anything to do with you, that you just remain an orphan. Any form of us being as an orphan without God is good, is good enough for the enemy. But we are not orphans. That instead, instead of seeing ourselves as family, drawn by the Father's heart. And I know that's not a complete sentence for all you grammarians, just forgive me. Instead, seeing ourself as a family drawn by the Father's heart. You make no mistake, no matter how dark this world gets, no matter how many people go off the deep end, no matter how many say that they don't need God, make no mistake, there is a God who sits in heaven upon a throne and his one focus is drawing the hearts of men and women. What is it created? Restless hearts. Instead of ridiculous rest, we have restless hearts. Hearts that we allow to be in turmoil. Hearts that we allow to be dictated the, the way this world will God has called us to ridiculous rest. I, I wonder what God thinks sometimes when he sees all the things that occupy our thinking and our hearts and our, and our emotions, and he just says, what would you? Jesus said it. He looked out over Jerusalem, and he said there was like a sheep without a shepherd. His heart broke. His heart melted by the thought that people would not know how to be taken care of by the living God. Let's go to Matthew 11 on your sheet as well. You can turn in your Bible. Matthew 11. Then Jesus exclaimed, uh, I love this first part. Father, thank you that you are the Lord, the supreme ruler of heaven and earth. I, I was reading that yesterday and today I was like, I'm going to start every prayer like that. Is that not the coolest way to say? Father, thank you that you are Lord. <laughs> Sometimes I just got to remind myself that you are Lord, the supreme ruler over heaven and earth. Notice it didn't say Mars in there. All these people are looking for life everywhere else. It says heaven and earth. I'm just kidding. No, I'm really not. It's kind of weird that everybody's looking for life somewhere else. It says, and you have hidden, don't judge me, you have hidden the great revelations of your authority, watch this, from those who are proud and wise in their own eyes. Hides it. Not out of malice, not, at a, not punitive, but watch what he says. You've hidden your kingdom from those who are proud and those who are wise in their own eyes. Instead, you've shared it with those who humble themselves. 
Next, yes, Father, your plan delights your heart and you've chosen this way to extend your kingdom by giving, watch how you extend it, by giving it to those who become like little trusting children. Watch what he goes on here. You have entrusted Takes a minute. You have entrusted me with all that you are. Watch this principle. I want you to follow it. If you're looking at your sheet, I want you to follow how Jesus is thinking. And the principle, you have entrusted me with all that you are and all that you have. No one fully and intimately knows the Son except the Father. And no one fully and intimately knows the Father except the Son. He's talking about not exclusion, but a principle. But the Son is able to unveil the Father to anyone he chooses. And this is the one he chooses, those that are not proud and those who are not wise in their own eyes. Watch how he ties it together, that he reveals the Father he reveals the Father through those who come as a child. Look at the very next verse. Are you weary? Did you follow the steps that Jesus is talking about? He said, I've, God's hidden his ways from the proud and those who are wise in their own eyes. He's revealed it to me so I can reveal it to you and the relationship we have and then he asks, are you weary? Are you worn out? Carrying a heavy burden? He says, then come to me. I'll refresh your life. And I love this in the passion for I, I'm your oasis in the middle of a dry and, and thirsty land. I, I'm, your, I'm your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways. You'll discover that I'm gentle and I'm humble I'm easy to please, and you'll find refreshment and rest, ridiculous rest in me. This last part, for all that I require, hey, Rob, Tom, will you do me a favor? Would you bring me my swimming pool? I'm gonna, it's right in there, and there's some stuff in it. Just bring me my swimming pool. It's right here. For all that I require, listen to this, listen to this. That boy, Jesus boils it down. All that I require from you will be pleasant and easy. Just throw it right up here. Right. Hey, thank you. God bless you. I'll give it up for Robbie. Good job, Rob. All that I require of you. Before I go any further, I've got both of my hands and my foot in the air. How many of you have put requirements on you that not even God's put on you? All that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. So when I was thinking about that, so God, if it's not pleasant and if it's not easy to bear, then it's not you. And so this thought of that we're supposed to come as a kid and it's summertime right now, it's blazing out there right now. I mean, this is prime kid weather. I remember when I was a kid, I used to wear cutoffs because, you know, that's what happened when your, your pants got holes in them and they became shorts then. And so I ran around Hallmark area 
in nothing but cutoffs and shoes. Tell you what, my Mexican blood shined through because I was tan, 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 white, white, tan, 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 tan. I knew how to be a kid. This is prime weather when you're a kid. Because you know what kids like to do? They go swimming. They like to swim. And let me tell you what, when they swim, I mean, they make a deal of it. I mean, safety first here, people. We got to put our swimmies on. And these were supposed to be adult. I don't know what adult these fit on, but not this adult. So I'm putting on my swimmies. I'm going to have fun. You know, you get sensitive to the sun, so you got to put on your hat. Cinch it up. I look like Richard Mowen right now. And every kid, every kid's got these big old glasses that, that they got at Target. And what do kids do? If I can't get out of this, somebody's going to have to come get me. I mean, they get, get in here. And this is what kids do. Y'all know what the price of gas is? No. Y'all know how much bread costs? No. Y'all know what mortgage, mortgage rates are? No, don't know and don't care. Y'all know what stock market's doing? No. What do you know? I know how to have fun. I know how to splish splash. I was taking a bath. Long about a Saturday night, I know how to say creeping creepers. <laughs> what do kids do? Kids, they know how to have fun. And I'm telling you right now that God is waiting for us to have ridiculous rest when we become, when we become ridiculous children. Now, this ain't no, what do you call it, uh, license for us to become irresponsible. Go to work for God's sake. <laughs> but how much is occupying, I'm sorry, a threw off the frame going to the floor. Sorry, people on the cameras. How much of our life is being wasted because we're worried about stuff we can't change? When he has called us, no comments on me getting up from here. Thank you, Jesus, for your help. <laughs> because we've refused to live in ridiculous rest. What would happen if I just left these Elton John glasses on for the rest of the <laughs> Look at your next fill-in. We've forgotten how to be a child. We've forgotten how to be children. They're asking. They're asking him, who's the greatest? And he doesn't answer them. He gives them illustration that we, what we are doing is wearing us out. Instead of living in his goodness, I'm sorry, let me fix this real quick. It's bugging me. That there is a place in God, listen to this, where the enemy is silent. That there is a place in God where the enemy has no, he loses his voice. And where is that place? That place is a, is a ridiculous rest when we come as a child. Where, listen to this, where the voice of the Father is loud and clear is that voice reverberates with intense power and declares rest. Sweet pea, if you'll come on down.
Let me read this last thing to you real quick. This is Jesus at the, with the woman at the well. If you haven't seen The Chosen, Allison posted on Facebook, if you haven't seen The Chosen, this scene, go watch this scene, Jesus at the woman at the well. It took them a week to film it. A seven, five-minute segment. You'll see why when you see it. This woman at the well hears Jesus said, Jesus spoke up and said to her, you all are from the earth. He's telling her, and I am from above. I'm not from this world like you. Then why I've told you this, I think I missed it, monkey. Let me read it off my, let me read it. It's, from now on, Jesus tells her, from now on, worship the Father. He's telling you, if you remember, she said, do we worship in Jerusalem? Do we worship in the mountain? Where do we worship? Listen to what Jesus says. He says, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of right place, but with the right heart. For God, listen to what Jesus tells her, for God is spirit, this next phrase, and it's on your, on your sheet, and he longs, circle the word longs, he longs to have sincere worshipers who adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. He's telling this hungry woman, this woman that needs answers, this woman that needs direction, he tells her, God is longing. Can you imagine God needing anything? Like Ryan said in the, in the transition, he's looking, he's looking. God is looking, your next feeling, God is looking and seeking for worshipers whose hearts are toward him. That ones, your next feeling, ones that reach into a realm of his presence of good and goodness and they find rest. That there is a place in God that we can reach in, that place coming as a little child where we can reach in and what do we get in return? Ridiculous, ridiculous rest. That kind of rest that you wake up and you wonder, what day is it? Can I show you a real quick video? Just real quick, and that video, it's just a couple of seconds long. Watch this real quick where this father, Allie, hold tight real quick while it plays. Hey, baby girl. Hey. 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 We've, we've missed, go ahead, sweet pea, we've missed how God operates as a father. And that's a whole other message on, on uh, living as fathers. But how God's heart is prim primarily a father. Just, just what you saw there, nothing, nothing different, nothing more complicated than that. 
Here's my plug for First Wednesdays. We've been doing, we just started First Wednesdays, and we'll have one not this Wednesday, but the next Wednesday. And we just do prayer and worship in here. I'm telling you, one of the things that I love is the first time uh, corporately that we lifted up Jim and Kayla and Gideon. Oh, that was fun. Right, right here in this auditorium, the first time corporately, and we're going to keep on doing it. But then the Lord also prompted me to um, pray over families. And I'm standing up here praying. We had prayed over different things. Miss Linda did. We prayed over Gideon. We pray, and I'm praying over families. And my brother is over here with his girls praying louder than me. And I've got the microphone. And so I'm like, who is praying louder than me? You're messing up my prayer. <laughs> And it's my brother praying over his girls over here. And I'm saying, that's it. That's the heart of family. That's the heart of the father, that, that he is doing something in our midst. And we've complicated it to this realm that it's supposed to be something that we work toward and we kind of strive toward and we get run over by. And God's calling us to ridiculous, ridiculous rest. So yesterday I'm in the car with Samuel and he said, he's my nephew. He said, oh, John, you heard that song, I Thank God? I said, oh yeah, Sammy, we're going to do that here one day. We need to work on that. We're going to do it right here. He goes, you know, it's got those cool, cool parts in it. And he talked about that. No, hell's got, hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. And I was like, yeah, I like that part of that song. And he said, I really like that. He's that one that goes, get up, get up, get up, get up. Those of y'all know that song, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up. And so I got excited about that, that song and I dropped him off and I started playing that song. And there's a, song, there's a line in there that he healed my heart. Heal my heart. That God's desire is to heal our heart. Your last fill-in right there says that, that this hurting world is looking for a father, but newsflash family, that he's also in it for a hurting church. That, that we have become too much grown-ups in the kingdom and ridiculous rest in him. All of our callings, all of our purposes, all the plans that he has for us, I'm telling you how to do it. It is the armor of God, but I have something else to tell you, family. It involves swimmies and a hat and a pool toys <laughs> behaving like kids. Let me bless you tonight. I'm used to preaching at night, forgive me. Lord, I believe that you're speaking to our spirits, that there is a newness that only can come from you and a restoration that can come from you when we come to you as children. And so Lord, I, I thank you for waves of healing rest, waves of restorative rest in our midst. Those that are even watching, that they'll come to know you as as Father and King in every area. In Jesus' name, amen.